Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery. My name is Heather and I know very little about true crime. Last season I knew nothing, now I know a little. <laughs> My name is Jillian and I'm a little bit more of a true crime expert than I was last year. True. We started this podcast so that I could learn more about true crime because Jill is obsessed and I am terrified and it's actually worked out pretty well and I haven't been too scared and so hopefully you won't be too scared either and maybe you'll learn something. If you're new to our podcast, each week Jill tells us a new story, including both local and national cases. Now let's get started with season two. Okay, welcome back. Oh, now you want to address why we haven't been here. Yeah, so the last couple times have been my fault because I was sick for like three weeks in a row. Like, wow. con- consecutively. I don't know what it was. Apparently it's something going around, but it was terrible. And I still have lots of children. You added one on since last time we were here. I think so. <laughs> I have three foster children now, um, and my schedule for recording is very limited. It's only on Wednesdays. And Jill is either sick or busy on Wednesdays. It's not working out. But we're thinking... Now, don't hold us to it. But... We're trying really hard, people, and thank you for hanging in for those of you who are still listening to us, because I know that it has been very inconsistent, but we're trying our hardest. Yes. We still like making the podcast. It's just you have to have time to record, and we cannot record with three children at my house. We just can't. It's right. not possible. But but they're gone on Wednesdays, and so we're thinking moving forward it would be nice because to record one Wednesday and then... Heather, edit it the next Wednesday. And this will be like every other. Every other week. Every other week. Kind of vibe. Yeah. So. Might work, might not. It depends on if we can get our schedules to align. Yes. So, that out of the way, we're going to jump into this case. So, before we start, I do want to say that this case mentions a brutal child death and child sexual assault is mentioned. So, listener discretion is advised. I don't like the trigger warning. Yeah. It, this case was requested by a listener and a family friend of mine named Rose. And I it, I think, I can't remember if I told you this before or if I was talking to Vanessa, but <laughs> I can't remember her first name for the life of me because it's my best friend's grandma. And so it's like weird. It's like if you called like your teacher by their first name, mm-hmm. you know, because it just like you never use that. Because everybody calls her Nana. <laughs> so I'm like, what is her, what is Nana's name? But it's Rose. So thank you for requesting this. Anyways, this case was not very widely covered back in the day. It was from the 80s. So unfortunately, I was not able to find a whole lot of information on it. Uh, like I said, it took place in the 1980s. And I couldn't find anything about it making national headlines. And since social media wasn't a thing and the internet wasn't a thing, then everything I'm going off of is archived articles that have been digitized. Also, Rose said that this happened while she was in school in Guthrie, Oklahoma, where this case takes place. A little background info on Guthrie is that around this time, the population was roughly 10,000 people. So it's not a large town by any means. Big city back in the day. Poppin'. <laughs> uh I also look, I know it's kind of weird, but, like, I also looked and apparently, like, the population, like, dropped, like, massively, like, after this, but then it went Oh, that's really weird. But then it went back up. Oh, okay. 
It was kind of weird because it was like that growing really weird. and then drop, which I don't know if it has anything to do with like oil or anything like that. But um, this is the eighties. I don't think that they had like oil tycoon towns. And I don't know what I said, but anyway. I mean, it's very possible. Well, hold on. Oil tycoons in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe that was it. Mm. That's another episode. <laughs> T. Boone's Pickens. He was the corporate raider of the 1980s in Oklahoma. Oh! He died at the age of 91 in 2019. Interesting. I wonder how much money his family has. In 2016, he had a net worth of $500 million. I just... If they could just send me a little bit of that, that would be great. Right. Or like the Waltons. Like, I've been watching a lot of TikToks about old money. It's so interesting. Like, old money versus new money. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so we're going to start on December 14th of 1980. This was a Sunday. Nine-year-old Carrie Kendall was at home with her mom, Vicky, looking forward to being part of her church's Christmas play that night. Around 4.30 before she got ready for the play, she went to grab a newspaper at a stand a block from her house. This should have only taken a few minutes, but an hour later, when her stepdad, Ed, came home from church... He was working there as a custodian. He found that Carrie had not returned, and I assume her mother was extremely worried. But she had kids, so she stayed at home with her kids, and Ed walked to the newsstand that Carrie was supposed to go to. When he got there and realized that she was nowhere to be found, he called the police. That night, police, friends, and volunteers started a search party looking for Carrie. Unfortunately, around 9.30 the next morning, Carrie was found on the outskirts of town in an oil field not too far from her home. At just nine years old and in fourth grade, Carrie was found deceased and her throat had been split and she was sexually assaulted. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, this is where there's a huge gap in information. So, sorry, but, like, I couldn't find anything, like, at all. (laughs) So, yeah. So... There was no details regarding what happened after this, like what evidence or tracking this person down or anything. Mm -hmm. All I have is that after some sort of investigation, I assume, 21-year-old Roger Dale Hayes was charged in Carrie's murder. I found this a little interesting, though I couldn't find pretty much any other info on him. One article said that he was a resident of Steelville, Missouri. Okay. Which is by Cuba, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I don't know if, if she knew that when she submitted this case because she grew up in Oklahoma there. So I know that's why, because it happened while she was there, but I didn't know if she knew that it had ties to Missouri. So, but there was only one article that said that and it was just like the Steelville man had been. So there's like genuinely like no information. I found one. So all we know is this little girl's murdered. Oh no. I mean, there's like. There's more information. Yeah, like the... Okay. Okay, so... I'm sorry. I was like, what? Yeah, that's the end of the case. That's it. <laughs> what a story. Okay. All we know is that somebody from Steelville did it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, again, I don't... There's, like, no information on the original trial at okay. all. So, all that I could figure out was that it seems that he pled not guilty and said that he was pressured into confessing 
and his mother said that she thought Roger was innocent and that it was another one of her sons that kidnapped and killed Carrie. Oh, So, obviously, she raised winners. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but at that trial, Roger was found guilty, but uh, they pled mistrial because later on it was discovered that a juror had been a volunteer in the search party for Carrie. Which, you know. I don't even understand why that would skew your view of the case, but that's okay. Right, because it was volunteer-based. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so, know, I don't really understand how they pick jurors. I don't know, but I have to assume that it's very hard in today's society where... To find people that don't know anything about the big yeah. cases. Yeah, I agree. Which I have never been called for jury duty, and I want to very bad. But I also, I've never been called for jury duty, and please don't call me for jury duty. I'm, I'm doing enough for the state. I'll take I'll take yours. <laughs> I'll take that off your hands. Thanks. Um, so this is where it gets weird and confusing because pretty much every article that I found was from the second trial, so it mentions stuff from the first trial vaguely. But okay, so this is what so I found. We're having a retrial because the mom said that she didn't think it was the first son; it was the second son. Is that no, why? no, no? The retrial was because the juror. Had oh, correct, correct, yeah. correct. Okay, so they were on the search party. Okay. Right, so they redid it. So they're obviously trying to say that Roger didn't do it, but they said that it was actually a satanic ritual that Carrie was killed and sacrificed in, and that her stepfather, Ed, was involved in the ritual along with other people. So Roger's brother and sister-in-law, Don and Thelma Hayes, were the ones that brought up the ritual thing saying that Ed was involved and Roger wasn't even there. But, okay, they said that they were there at the ritual. But, of course, like, Put them in jail. Well, (laughs) so after the first initial trial, they said this. They said Mm -hmm. that they were there. But, like, I guess during the first trial, they said they were at home sleeping when she was killed. Okay. So, Thelma was convicted of perjury after she said that they were sleeping and then said that they were there. Then she said a man named Amos Taylor was the one that slit Carrie's throat and then changed it and said that she slit her throat, but it it was because she was being held at gunpoint by Amos. Don was also charged with perjury, but admitted to being the last one. This is really, like, what the heck is wrong with these people? Saying that he was the last one to sexually assault Carrie and that she died in his arms, which they said could make him an accessory to murder. But here's the thing. I can't find anything else about that. About them two. I'm so confused. I'm very confused by the story. Yeah. So I'm also confused because it was, it was like there was. So what is the truth? Did this one guy do it by himself, or was there a satanic murder ritual? They think... I'm confused. Okay, so they dismissed the satanic ritual thing, but they believe that there was, like, more than one person involved, or at least they think that there was more than one person involved, but... So, okay. There was a... It was apparent, or... I don't know, because it was hard because there was no, like, coroner's report or, or anything like that. So, from what I read and understood, which could all be incorrect, because, you know, this is me reading articles from the 1980s that were copy and pasted onto an archive, you know? Mm-hmm. But what it sounded like was 
And I have no idea how they tied it to this Don, or not Don, uh, how they tied it to Roger. Because Roger's the 21-year-old. Yeah. Okay. Because they had found a pubic hair on on Carrie's body that didn't belong to Roger, from what the article said. So, but it doesn't, I didn't know how they connected him to this how crime. How do they know whose pubic hair it is? I don't, they didn't, I don't think they had DNA testing. I don't think so either. But. If they did, I feel like it was just emerging and I don't know that the town in Oklahoma would have it. Right. So, this was all very confusing and the fact that, like, these people literally confessed to being at a murder or murdering somebody and, like, just nothing else is said about it. Like, I even looked up their names and couldn't find anything. Hmm. But then again, I also have to think, like, okay, well, you know, I'm sure it's somewhere in a library somewhere in, in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I could even find about it on YouTube was that there was, like, a 30-minute video that was um, an Oklahoma news channel. And it was, like, uh, segments from different things. It was kind of weird because it, it was, like, a countdown. And then it was, like, oh, they gave hospital people good food like and then it was like countdown and then it was like a countdown there was a a missing girl that was found in an oil field like they suspect like you know this stuff but they don't know anything that was the only thing i could find like youtube wise on it well that kind of makes sense yeah so it's just like and i know that you know obviously uh rose it's so weird calling her that but obviously she suggested this because she knew about it because it happened when she was in school um, and I'm sure it shook her and, like, her family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't seem like this was widely covered at all, you know? So, um, it's very interesting. And, you know, they had said whenever Thelma and Dawn, they tried to say that, like, oh, when they said that. Tell me again who these people are. Thelma and Dawn are oh, Rogers. Roger's brother and sister-in-law. Thelma and Dawn? Donald. Don. Okay. I'm hearing Don, D-A-W-N, which is a girl's name. Mm -hmm. And you kept saying he. And I was like, who are we talking about? I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I'm just trying to keep all these people straight. Okay. It's confusing. So it's his brother and Mm sister-in-law. So is this the brother that the mom thinks did it? Don? I don't know because it didn't say. Okay. But very well could be because he said he was there. He said he was there. And that he was he, the last one to sexually assault her. And he literally admitted to it. So it, that it's that is so messed up. It's so weird because they it's so weird because they had this whole story about how Ed Carrie's stepfather had like dropped her off at like these friends' house and then like picked her up and dropped him off at Dawn Dawn <laughs> Dawn. <laughs> Dawn and Thelma's house and, like, was there for, like, this satanic ritual thing and, like, how he had, like, kissed his dead stepdaughter on the lips after. It was, it, it was so weird. So, I don't know if they just, like. Were really messed up people? Yeah. Or, like, if they were, like, severely on drugs and just made up. Because, obviously, there's a bunch of stories here. Like, did they make up all of them? Did they make up, did they not make it up? Like, is that actually what happened? Yeah, but I thought that. I thought that Ed, like, came home, saw that she was missing, went to the newspaper stand, and then called the police. Yeah, and they they have a different story that doesn't, like, that obviously, like, doesn't add up. But, like, if the 
Carrie's mom says that that's what happened. Right. And she said understand. that he's not capable of that at all. You know? Okay. Like, that it doesn't check out. Like, no. You know? Um, but, obviously, Roger was found gu- guilty a second time and since They couldn't have had DNA. Because if they had DNA to test the pubic hair, wouldn't they have tested the semen? Or do we think they were just dumb? I don't know. Don't you think? Yeah, but... Then it's like, okay, but they DNA tested how they know that it wasn't his. Because they said it wasn't Roger's. I know. Right. Like, if they had DNA testing to test the hair. Right. Why wouldn't they test the semen to see whose it was? Maybe it wasn't that advanced. all of these men are in this scenario. Right. You know I have I mean? no idea. It's just, who knows? And it's kind of, it is hard because it was like. I have absolutely no idea. I don't know either. It, this was very interesting. And I know for a fact that if it would have happened today, that it would have been all over TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. Because, like, anything that involves cults or, like, rituals, instant, like, national headlines. Yeah. So, uh, so during the closing ar- arguments, after he was sentenced to death, the prosecuting attorney told the jurors that... He was a- sentenced to death. Roger. Okay. Saying that other people may have been involved, but that Roger was equally guilty, saying, quote, we don't know if there was someone else involved or not, which doesn't make sense because obviously if there's hair from somebody else, obviously somebody else has to be involved. But they said, we simply don't know, but Roger Hayes was a principal involved. Whatever the facts, he's equally guilty and he is certainly guilty of first degree murder. Perhaps there will be another trial another day before another jury. But they also seemed like it wasn't likely that there was going to be, like, another trial. Or that it didn't seem like they were eager to look more into it to find more people. Even though they literally had two people, like, admit to it. And it's so confusing. I am so confused. It is. And I... It was, like... It was very interesting. I just wish that there was more readily available information on it um but it's kind of hard when stuff happened before the internet because all the information that you get is what somebody decides to input into a computer now Mm -hmm. but it was kind of interesting because on all the articles it like listed like published um i don't know december 1980 and it's like the internet wasn't there then but they just do it like that anyway um, in closing, Roger Hayes was sentenced to die by lethal injection Friday, April 10th, 1981, although I cannot find out if he is still on death row or dead or but, because obviously he would still be alive, but like, I can't find out if he, he was sentenced. Yeah, that doesn't mean it happened. Right. I'm just really, 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 really confused about why they would say he's equally guilty, but then not go after anyone else that was also equally guilty. Even the ones that admitted to it. That does not make sense to me. Mm-mm. So, I'm feeling perplexed. But, I guess I just have to sit with this. Well, and I will <laughs> say that there is not a, another, this is... Uh, we are the first people that have ever covered this case. Wow. Yeah. Because there's no YouTube videos. There's Maybe no podcast. Maybe someone will send us some more information. Maybe we'll just... Maybe, maybe send this to your friends in Oklahoma so we can find out more information. 
Because I want to know why these other two people were not put in jail. They sound crazy. And like a danger to society. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm frightened of them. Yeah. Well, they were sentenced, but they didn't... Like, I couldn't find anything oh. else about... No, they were sentenced for perjury. Both oh, of that's them. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but I couldn't find anything else about it. Do you think that's really all they thought they could get them on and that's why they did that? I don't understand. I don't know. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. But it's very sad and I feel horrible. Because it's super sad and I definitely hope that stepdad was not involved because that's disgusting. Right. But again, if the mom says that she was there with her kids and he came home and then he da 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 and there was no way that was possible, I believe her. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of like weird things, but... Um, that was an interesting one to look into. One of the most difficult ones to... To find information about? To, yeah. I bet. Uh, right up there with the other guy who was in the band that oh. had the same name as somebody else that was murdered. That was interesting, but... Yeah. Because yeah. then oh. you have to make sure that you're reading about the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of a lot of the stuff that came up when I typed this in was Kendall Ray's videos. Because Kendall, Carrie Kendall... Mm. And I was like, none of these, none of these are that. So, um, who knows? Maybe, maybe this will blow up and then they will look into the crazies. Uh, Don, Donald and Felma. I did try to look them up on Facebook. They'd probably change their names by now. I would. I would think. I'd be embarrassed. I don't think these people have any shame. (laughs) 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 <laughs> they probably need to be in jail. I'm frightened of I them. mean, like, he openly admitted to I know. assaulting an I know. I know. I know. R.I.P. Gary. I don't know how they couldn't. I mean, statute of limitations, that was a year. There's no way. I know the statute of limitations on murder doesn't exist, but, like, for literally pedophilia and sexual assault, you would think him even just saying that would be enough to put him up. And maybe he did. Maybe just I wonder if they were like, yeah, you're crazy. We're not going to listen to you. And he actually did it. That would be so disgusting. Who knows? Who knows? But maybe we will one day. And so that was the case of Carrie Kendall. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Murder and Misery. As we said, we're going to do our best to stick to an every other week schedule. But thank you so much for being patient with us as we're trying to navigate these new changes. Bye. Bye.